Today is Saturday, May 16th, 2020, and you're listening to this episode of Evolution Revolution. When we look around at the world that we live in, it it seems really that we're living in a crazy world and a lot of things don't make sense. We don't understand why they're happening, Um, and it and it appears that there are certain groups who are trying to do things to mankind um, that are not in our best interest. And a lot of people worldwide are trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And they can't. They have a lot of ideas. There are a lot of people out there on the internet who offer an explanation Um And it may be correct, and it may not be correct. It is an opinion until we really know what's happening. It's it's just all guesswork. Um, In this show, I don't want to talk about the political side of anything. Um, I want to focus on the spiritual side. Because I feel that the root of all the issues that are going on on this earth now and in the past, have always been of a spiritual nature. And I think it's our misunderstanding of this nature is what leads us to think that it is a, a, um, a, a construct of a government or something else. Um, and I don't even want to talk about that because that's not the point. I want to focus on the spiritual side of it. So, when we look around and we see the world that we live in, we see a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and a lot of things that don't make sense. And many people who have a faith in any, in any God, um, they, they question, why would God make the world like this? Why would he put the people through these things? Why would these things be happening if... There is a loving uh, God. And that's a good question. And that's what we're going to try to answer in this show. Uh, We're going to try to explain the esoteric, true nature of the gods, how they operate, um, and hopefully that will make sense when we can apply it to what's happening in the world now. So I think the best place to start is with the idea of heaven and hell. Um, most of us have a, have a concept of heaven and hell that has been taught to us 
Um, and basically it said we live on the earth, and if we do good, we go to heaven, and if we do bad, then we go to hell. Now this is a, a misconception, because according to the esoteric facts that are available in books um, from the olden days, if you do a substantial research on this topic, you will find out that there is no there is no hell and there is no heaven. We live on the earth and the best way to understand this is that where we live is hell. And the goal of mankind is to leave from here and to move on to the next stage. If we follow the thesis that we are living in hell, then the hell that we live in must be governed by a god. And that's true. In fact, it's governed by two gods. And these two gods are known as the lords, the lords of hell. And these are twin gods. Um, that both, and, and they basically both come from the same place. And they're two energies that are trying to do two opposite things to man. One is trying to dilute the spirit and bring it into matter. And the other one is trying to liberate it and take it out of matter so we can evolve. Now, the, the way that the religions have been taught to man and the people who have given these things to man have created a story about these gods in a way that would suit them. If we go to the Bible, for instance, we can see that there is a God and a devil. And the God is the creator, and the devil is the one who tries to hinder your merging with God. And this is not true. This is, this is not the way it is. It is, it is, there is a God who has made you on the earth with the form that you have right now. And there is another God that wants to liberate you from the form that you are in. And the religions of the world, especially in the Western world, are, are focused on worshiping the, the Creator. The Creator is the one who has put you into this body and created the world that you live in. He is the one who has taken your spirit and put it into the human body. And he is the one that prohibits you from evolving. He doesn't want you to. He wants to keep you in the human body and cycle you through these lifetimes where he can rule you. The other God is the God of, of liberation. And he is the one who says that you can evolve and that you can move on from this life with knowledge. And he is the one who can teach it to you. So there's a battle going on between these two gods. You have the, for lack of a better term, the enslaver and the liberator. And it's up to us as individuals to choose which road we are going to walk on and either keep ourselves within this world 
through the cycles of life and death? Or are we going to choose to gain knowledge and liberate our, ourselves from what's happening here and so that we can move on? So let's talk about the, the whole concept of God and the devil. As I mentioned before, these two terms are, 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 are quite ignorant uh, in their usage because if we go back into history, uh, into ancient history, and see where the origins of these words came from, they simply came from the words good and evil. If you remove one O from good and you slide the D over from and, it becomes God and the devil. And these are essentially just like those words. They're two opposing forces. The idea that one is good and one is evil is it's accurate to some extent at a lower level of thinking, but as the consciousness rises, we will see that they are necessary to sustain the other one. Um, so you have here two gods that are ruling. The god of creation, who is the one who has diluted and descended the spirit and put it into the human body and created the physical world that you live in is known as Jehovah. The one who seeks to undo the creation and elevate the spirit from the body back to where it's came back to where it came from is known as Jave. Now Jave has ignorantly been referred to as the devil. If we go theologically uh, and look at the word, at what that means, they have given a, a description of there is a creator and an adversary to the creation. That's more accurate um, because that's exactly what it is. But the question to be asked is when somebody when somebody hears that, they can be like, well, there's a creator, and then there's somebody who's trying to destroy this creation, and, and they would view it as something bad. But my question to you is, what exactly in the creation is good? What are you trying to hold on to? A person with knowledge of the occult or the esoteric sciences would clearly and plainly see that the creation that you live in is bad because you're trapped in a body. You're subjected to sicknesses. You're subjected to all sorts of different things. You live in a world with limitations. You, you are basically confined to this body and you are limited in your potential of your true nature because of it. So what in that is good? Thereby the answer would be to go to the adversary and 
liberate yourself and your spirit from the body that you live in. And this only can happen with knowledge. Now, let's be perfectly let's be perfectly clear here. I'm not telling people to kill themselves. I'm telling you to seek liberation through knowledge. Also, the correct way to look at these two entities or two energies is not the god and the devil. It's as two gods. Two gods that are emanating from the same source, which is the sun, and two gods that seemingly are doing opposites, but they're doing opposites to fulfill one purpose, because you can't get somebody to move on unless they have something that they need to get, un unless they have something that they need to get out of. Now, where, where? So let's go into a little bit more detail about these two gods and how they do what they do. Um, as far as the Creator goes, Jehovah, and that energy, it's known that that energy creates in a very orderly and structured way. Um, and the energy of Jave um, is a is a more chaotic way, um, and this and this does make sense because if the creation is done in order, it would only make sense that to undo that order, uh, it would need to take place in a chaotic fashion. Incidentally, the one of the mottos of the Masonic order is order that comes out of chaos, um, which, you know, we can, we can think about that in all kinds of contexts in relation to this, but let's save that for some, for some other day. So when we as people experience chaos in the world, um, and I think what's going on in the world right now is a great example of that, um, it's easy for people to blame the devil um, or to blame a group of people and claim that they're devil worshippers. Um, that's easy to do, but it's not accurate. Because, as we discussed earlier, the whole devil concept is not there. These are two gods. So, it would lead us to believe that the people who are, that if there are people uh, who are working towards the enslavement of mankind, they are doing so under the power given to them by the god of enslavement. And the only way to fight that is to empower ourselves by the adversarial God. If we as a people do not understand about these two gods and about these energies, then, and we continue to worship um, the Creator, who is the one who is empowering the enslavement of mankind, 
then we are empowering the enslavement. And I don't believe that's what we want to do. We want to be free. We want to escape from this enslavement. Well, from an esoteric standpoint, the only way to do that would be to empower yourself through the other God. And if we go to the Bible, um, into the creation story, when quote-unquote God put Adam and Eve in the garden, we can see right off the bat that when he put them there, <clears throat> he expressly told them not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil, because they will die. This, I think, is an interesting point that we can get some information from on this same topic, because the, the creator of Adam and Eve put them into this garden and then has limited them in terms of what they can and cannot do. It was the serpent who then came and told them that if you do eat the fruit, you won't die, but you will become a god just like your creator. Now, this is an interesting point, because right off the bat, if we look at it from an objective standpoint, without our faith coming into the picture, we can see that the Creator God, um, He made you, and He then told you what you can and cannot do. And He specifically told you not to do something that would make you grow and make you gain wisdom. And He didn't want you to become like Him. It was the serpent who came and said that you won't die and you will become a god, which is another way of, of telling them that you will move on, that you will, you will go to the next stage. So already right off the bat, biblically, in the first chapter, we see the two gods coming into play. One of them is telling you that I made you and this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. And the other one says, don't listen to him, because if you do what he says you can't do, and specifically by eating the apple, um, then you will become a god. So we can see the battle between the enslavement and the liberation. Now, if we continue on uh, to Exodus 34:14, we'll see the commandment of the Creator stating that thou shalt worship no other god. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. This is interesting as well, because it implies that your creator has a feeling that he, he does not want to have a competition. He does not want you to worship other gods, and he does not want you to become like a god. That's interesting. So, again, we can see the characteristics of an enslaver there. Um, so, basically, and, there's me and there are several different examples of this in the Bible, but I think we need to understand, and it'll take some time, especially if you're coming from a particular faith uh, where you've been taught this your whole life, it's going to take time for you to understand this, but with research and time, 
and an earnest seeking of the truth, I think you will find the answer that this world is governed by two gods, and one seeks to enslave you, and one seeks to liberate you. The question is, which avenue do you want to take? Now, obviously, just by looking by looking at the world situation right now and seeing the different things happening and how people are reacting to certain things that are going on in the world, it's obvious that people do not want to be treated as slaves, and with good reason. But liberation is the only thing that can free you from this. And from a from the standpoint of your belief system and what you are giving power to, as long as we, as a population, continue to worship the Creator and yet seek liberation from those that try to enslave us, there will be no movement because you are giving energy to the one that is trying to enslave you. And obviously, that can't happen. When we have the wisdom to look at things from an objective standpoint, and not with the bias that our faith has given us, we will then see the key of liberation lies in changing the way that we think, instead of listening to what people have told us for all these years, and believing the stories that they have given us, we will be able to think for ourselves. And with rational thinking, we will be able to see that, yes, if we go and reference the scriptural uh, documents and see the stories of these gods, it is obvious and very clear that the Creator has enslaved you. He has enslaved your body, he has enslaved your mind, and he has enslaved your spirit. Liberation and freedom from anything that's happening can only come when all three of these things have been set free. And the only way to truly set them free is to understand what is going on and follow the path of the road of liberation. I think we'll even go one step more than that. We can talk about the situation happening in the world right now where people are locked down in their houses. Um, it is a good example of the proof that you are never free. If somebody can tell you that you have to stay in your house and there's no questions and you can't ask questions or you can't go outside, then obviously you are not in control. You are, you are at, the, at the mercy of those who are telling you what you can do. And that is a, is a proof that we are enslaved. Now, if you were not being enslaved by a lockdown or whatever the situation is, do not think that just because you're locked in your house that you're a slave now. You were enslaved even before that happened. You were a slave to your job. You were a slave to your money. You were a slave to everything. All the desires that you had were enslaving you. And now that people are locked down in their houses and 
things have been closed for quite a while. They All they want to do is return to normal. Now, let's make one thing clear. I'm very pro being free, and I am pro not having a group of people tell you what you can and cannot do. But if we were to look at the big picture and see if we're searching for freedom, then even then when when you return or if you have the the desire to return to the way it was before this lockdown happened, then you are indirectly saying that you are a slave to the way that it was. You want to go back to the way of life that you were living. That way of life has enslaved you. You are not seeking a new way. You are not seeking a change and or an evolution. You want to remain stagnant and you want to go back to the way things were because it was comfortable and you were familiar with it. That doesn't mean that it's right. That doesn't mean that you are going to move forward. It just means that you got comfortable. So I'm not saying that we should remain in lockdown. I'm not saying that... Um, I'm definitely not saying that. I am saying that we should, when we return to, or when we get to the state of no lockdown, as an evolutionary process, it is necessary that we evolve for the betterment of mankind. Now, when people who are in lockdown are sitting at home and waiting for bars to open up, for nightclubs to open up, for their job to open up. Just think about this. This is not, this is ridiculous. We, we, are, we are waiting to fulfill the desires of the, of the lower self. This is what we miss. We're not concerned with standing up for what's right and doing what's right. We're concerned with the inability to do what we want to do. And I think there's something wrong with that. And I think that's something we need to take a look at. And I also think that this period of time when we are confined to our houses, that it's a wonderful time for us to, to contemplate on these, on these thoughts and really take a look at how we were living before this happened and how shaken up we have become by it happening and what can we do in the future to better ourselves and our lives instead of going back to the old way. This is a cycle of evolution. This is a time of, of evolution. This is a time when we can change for the better as individuals if we take the time to think about how we've been living and if that is in fact the way that we should be living. And also to take a look at our belief system and about our gods. Uh, which God do we serve? 
if we claim that we're serving the Creator God, then shouldn't those people follow to the letter what He told you? Shouldn't you follow to the letter the commandments that have been written? I don't think there's one person on this earth who has followed all of them. But yet you want salvation from him. The ironic thing about that is he's not the one to give you salvation. He's the one to rule you. That's why he's given you commandments that are all in the that are all stating what you cannot do. And you have still done them. I think this needs some contemplation and it needs time to process and to evaluate what we have been doing, how we have been doing it, and make a change. And only through points of crisis can a change come about. And I think that's exactly what we're going through right now. We're going through a crisis point, and the ignorant will go through the crisis point and never have thought about anything. And they will try their best to go back to the way that they were before this happened. But the people who are intelligent and who are seeking the real truth We'll use this time, this crisis point, as an opportunity to think about how they've been living, what they believe in, how do the beliefs that they have tie into how they have been living, and how they can reconcile those two things. And I think if we were able to do that, the we would have a much brighter future. That's it for today's episode of Evolution Revolution. I hope you tune in next time. Thank you for listening. <laughs>